Hello ladies and gents, welcome back. It is day 15 if you're watching this, then congratulations, you survived Blue Monday and it is onwards and upwards to summer and better times from here on out. I realized yesterday that I brushed over a very important topic, time. And you honestly cannot make this stuff up. Stuff up. So after I uh, produced yesterday's video, I was like, oh, you know what? Tomorrow, let's, let's talk about time because that is a, a super important topic. And then I swear to God, it is 11.50 a.m. in the a.m. here in Spain today. And less than 20 minutes ago, I had a conversation with a guy who signed up to the free two-week challenge that I'm running at the moment. And I noticed he'd been super quiet in the group. I messaged him saying, hey man, just checking in. What's been going on? Have you had a chance to do this? Like the first task? Have you had a chance to watch the video? And his reply was super short, super sweet. And I could tell he was obviously having a stressful morning. Mate, I work full time. I don't, ha I, I don't have time. Right? And I get it. Because I, have a, I must have a huge amygdala, which is the part of your brain that effectively controls your emotional responses. As far as I'm aware, I might be getting that completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's the amygdala. And I'm, I, I've always been on the surface, quite an emotional person, and you can justify it and be like, yeah, I, what do people say? It's like a badge of honor. Oh yeah, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. And that's, again, if you know how to channel it, it's a superpower. However, I have definitely been guilty in the past and still am to this day sometimes, although I think I'm getting better at it, of reacting emotionally but I'll say to you what I said to him on a voice note that I just sent to him is that we need to lean into our triggers a little bit more than we are because the fact of the matter is the chances are if you're triggered by something there's probably something to dig into it's probably almost like a guilt complex there where you know you should be doing something about it right and time is one of the most in fact it probably is the most universally acknowledged excuse for not doing something and it's very rarely challenged even amongst coaches because everybody's circumstances are different everyone's circumstances are unique and it takes quite a level of conviction and confidence either as a friend family member or as a, a professional as a coach to call someone out on their bullshit because we all know the, the, the phrases, right? We've all got the same 24 hours of the day and um, what's the other one? You do have the time, you're just not prioritizing it, right? But I think we've heard these so many times, we've kind of, they've lost their impetus a little bit. Anyway, yesterday's episode was a bit more shouty, probably the shoutiest one I've done yet, probably swore like a load of times. But today, we've got a nice fluffy fleece on, we're having a bit more of a positive... Well, no, yesterday was hopefully positive. That's not the right word. We're having a bit more of a smiley, more gentler, introspective conversation today. But if you are still here watching, that means you probably watched yesterday's and you're still here. So I love and appreciate you. Thank you very much. Don't forget, like, subscribe, tell like a million of your friends. Um, but yeah, let's get into time a little bit. Because like I say, it is a widely acknowledged excuse. But really, it's also a widely... Well, not acknowledged, but it is a widely used or held limiting belief. We believe we don't have time, right? But I always say to people like, have you, when was the last time you did an audit of your time? Just pick a day, like a normal day, not like a, like a random day where you're traveling or something like that, but like a normal Tuesday. It's a Tuesday today. Pick a normal Tuesday, right? 
Not much happens on a Tuesday. Very rarely people go out and get fucked up or, you know, unless you have something specific is happening on a day. It's, it's probably the most generic, boring day of the week, right? And look at your average Tuesday. What is your average Tuesday like? What are you actually spending your time doing? And like a task, if you want, is to look at 30-minute time blocks. Another task, a very simple one, and again, I brushed over it very quickly yesterday, but when was the last time you actually looked at the screen time on your phone? It's alarming, guys. Like, and I, I'm not sitting here on some high and mighty stool being like, oh, I'm the, I'm the boss, I'm the best. It's like my screen time, it's gotten a lot better. And I'll talk to you a little bit about that in a second, but it's still well worse than it should be. In fact, quite funny, because I'm doing this daily content, because I post a lot of other content across other platforms and stuff, this week is the first week in my life that the camera app, I've spent more time on the camera app, because I'm filming this on my iPhone, than I have on WhatsApp, (laughs) which I think I'm I'm actually quite proud of that, because it means I'm producing rather than consuming. Now, that's not to say you shouldn't spend less time you know, talking to your friends and having positive interactions and relationships because that's what the, the positive power of some of a platform like WhatsApp is. But uh, yeah, it's a little side note. But look at your screen time, guys. Like actually audit the time that you're spending overall. But a great place to start with that is the time you're spending on your phone. Because let's be honest, we're all guilty of spending way too much time on our phone. The simple solution here, by the way, is not to delete apps because a little bit like food and diet, if you restrict someone, if you tell them they can't have something or they shouldn't have something or they, they you know, they, yeah, yeah, then they'll just want it more. Human nature, right? We don't like being told what to do. So I'm, I'm always now, it's a, it's a conscious effort and it takes a lot, but I'm always trying to tell people, or I'm trying not to tell people what they should do or what they need to do. I'm almost inviting people to do things now and uh, I try and relate it back to what I've done. And I find people are a lot more receptive of that or to that. So what I have done is I have audited my screen time and gone, holy crap, I'm spending 15 hours a week, for example, on TikTok. I'm I'm not, but that's just an example. 15 15 hours on TikTok. And I reckon that's pretty common. That's like, that's three hours. God, this is terrible. Like just two hours a day or something like that. I reckon a lot of people, I'd love to see the sort of stats on TikTok and Instagram and Twitter, whatever your poison is. Everyone's got a poison. Some people have multiple poisons, but everyone's got a poison. And the vast majority of people, again, we're looking at statistics here, they spend their time on these apps consuming. Now, if you are on a social media platform creating, if it's part of your sort of quote unquote job to create content, because a lot of people still struggle to understand that it is actually a job to create content, then that's a little bit different. But if you are purely a consumer, and by the way, if you're putting out just still shots of you on your holidays or whatever, once a month or once a week, you're not a creator. You're not. You're just a consumer who's you know flexing a little bit. Power to you. I'm not saying not to do that, by the way. But I'm just saying, don't classify yourself as a creator and, <laughs> and use this, this video as like more validation and excuse to just, oh, well, Doug said I'm a creator as well. <laughs> spend 10 hours a day on Instagram. You're, you're, my advice would be like, what I've done is, you know, if you're spending that time creating the content, then great. Obviously that's fantastic because you're building your brand, you're building your reputation, you're building your business. I get it. If you're not, if you're just consuming, then what I have done is just limit myself. And there are two ways to do that are set up the timers that these apps have on the app. 
like an hour. So set it at an hour. So once once you're at the hour, it's not going to stop you using it. It's just going to notify you. It's just going to be a little bit of a click in the head like, wow, I've spent an hour staring at this screen on this app today. Not this week or this year, today, right? And then the other thing to do is to turn the notifications off or what I've done is turn the notifications off on social media apps and news apps. Now, news apps is a whole different kettle of fish. I would encourage people, or what I have certainly done is to remove them all. Now, this might seem like a big leap and I get it. I used to be that guy who would check Sky News and BBC back to back, by the way, which is completely pointless because they say the exact same thing maybe like seven times a day. And I loved being the guy who knew it, who knew it before anyone else. And I text people or I tell my colleagues if I was sitting next to them. All I was doing really was just trying to stimulate myself because I was so fucking bored in my job. I was just like, oh, maybe there'll be something interesting on Sky News. And what these news apps and sites are now even better at doing is they will be split testing headlines. You ever noticed this? So if you go on the site, go off it, go back on it, the headline probably will have changed and they're constantly split testing, maybe up to a hundred, maybe more headlines on people to see what gets the most engagement and clicks. Because you have to remember guys, like the social media platforms, the news platforms, um, they're incentivized because they make money, they profit from time that you spend on their apps and on their sites. So I'm not here saying the news is conspiratorial. That's a whole other topic and conversation. I'm just saying, You need to be conscious of the time that you are spending on social media and on the news apps. Because I think if people looked at just those two apps, I I have no idea what the average is. But if I conservatively said that people are spending at least one hour on social media per day and one hour on news apps per day, and maybe yours is, you know, 50-50 or whatever it might be. The splits might be different. But let's say it's two hours per day on social media and news apps. That's 14 hours per week. Again, I'm not saying you should delete these apps, but let's try to think about how we, think about our relationship with these apps, much like a good nutritionist would look at, get you to audit your food, audit your diet. How many calories are you actually eating? What calories are you eating? What's the quality of the food that's going into your body? When was the last time you sat down and actually audited how much you eat and what you eat? And a lot of people, the answer is never or not in the last three months or year. And if you haven't done that, then that's probably a good place to start. I do this regularly. In fact, I I moved to Spain last year. I had to audit my calories. Not at the beginning, obviously, you're getting yourself set up. It's not not a day one task, right? Okay, what's my calories? I'm not obsessive like that. But once I was settled in, like I think it was three months in, I was like, you know what? I'm pretty much eating, I've got my habits in place now around what I'm eating. I'm pretty sure I'm I'm pretty good, you know? You know, chicken is chicken, right, at the end of the day. by audited and it was fine like but it was a nice just a box tick exercise and the social media one is a newer one for me uh turning off the notifications i've actually gone one further and i've turned off email notifications and i've turned off whatsapp notifications and again i'm not deleting these apps but it just means that i'm in control of it and not the other way around and that's how you should need, should see your relationship with time guys because There's an amazing line in The Matrix, the movie, and I may have lost some of you here, but just bear with me because you don't need to have watched the film. I'll explain it all to you. 
So the Matrix, if you haven't already figured out, which I think a lot more people are figuring out, is not really a fictional film. It's a documentary about the real life. And I think we're starting to see that now. It's, it's amazing how ahead of its time it was. I think it came out in 1999. Uh, so it's coming up on, tw uh, well, wow, no, it's 25 years this year. Jesus, that's insane. And I remember going to watch it with my dad. Uh, we had just come back from living in Hong Kong and it was the summer and we had nothing to do. There was literally no mobile phones. And we were like, what should we do today? It was a Saturday, I think. And it was school holidays. I didn't know anybody because I just moved back to the UK. But like, let's go to the cinema. So we went down to Bracknell Cinema. So we were living in a town called Sunning Hill at the time. And we actually said to the guy, because again, I don't even think we had internet. We actually said to the guy, what's good? And it was a young guy. And he's, I almost remember his face. This is how much of a connection I have with it. And I actually said to him, like, what's good? And he said, go, how old's your son? And I, I was like 11 at the time. And I think my dad just lied and said, oh, he's 15. And uh, he said, oh, he's 15. He said, go and watch this. The Matrix, it's fucking insane. And me and my dad sat there for two hours, genuinely just, I mean, I know speechless in a cinema is pretty common, right? But we sat there like, and I think it, that movie went on to be become one of the most successful movie franchises in the history of cinema. First of all, because of the cinematography, the acting, etc., etc. But I think secondly, the big draw is because deep down, a lot of us know this stuff to be very true. And one of the best lines out of The Matrix is, is a conversation between Neo and Morpheus. I'm not going to go into detail of the characters, but... Neo, Morpheus is explaining to Neo how he's like this, the one, and he's like this fucking Superman, basically. And Neo's trying to get his head around it, okay? And he's asking questions, which is, which is good. That's what you want to be doing. And he, one of the questions he said to him, he says, so are you telling me that I'm going to be able to dodge bullets? And Morpheus, this is the killer, the line. He says, no, I'm telling you, you won't have to dodge bullets. Or something like that. I might be paraphrasing that. So the point is, of all of that, is that time is a tool. And it's either a tool that controls you or that you control. And the vast majority of us are controlled by time because we are controlled by our devices, because we are controlled by overthinking, because we are controlled by limiting beliefs. And think about, let's just go back to the overthinking point there, right? How much time do we all spend thinking about doing things that we ultimately do? Really think about that. I am a terrible overthinker. And I say terrible, I, you know what, I'm gonna change the tense there. I was a terrible overthinker. Now I think I'm getting much better at it. Because I used to spend so much time thinking about the thing that I was going to do, worrying about the outcome, but I've got enough evidence now, having done it for long enough, that I know, it, I don't know how long it's going to take me to do the task, but I know I'm gonna do it. And I know I'm gonna get the outcome that I want eventually. And if I know those two things, all the time I spent thinking about doing it, which is effectively what we call procrastination, right? is absolutely pointless. So another huge way to control your time, to bend time, is to just think less. I'm not saying to not think at all, okay? I'm just saying to think less. You know deep down in your head when you go from thinking to overthinking. Now they say that, and I think, I, I think it's probably right, 
of an advisable thing to do if it's a big decision is to sleep on it. You know, how you feel when the adrenaline is high and it's 7 p.m. versus how you feel in the cold light of day is it could be it could be very different. And you're also going to have a very different perspective on it. And I think I heard Alex Hormozzi talk about this with his with marketing the other day, and it's so true. When you're coming up with a value statement, you know, how do you help people? Who do you help? You have to sit on it for a long time because you have to see it from lots of different emotional states. You have to see it when you're happy, when you're sad, when you're pissed off, when you're short on time, when you've got more time. You have to see it from all these different places to understand how other people will see it. Time is a tool, guys. Sorry, I'm flicking back and forth to me. I'm conscious. I don't want to go too long, but I also feel like we're into something here. The other thing to think about time, right, is if you're using time, if you know you're using time as an excuse not to do things that are going, you know, without question, are going to be positive for your life. Maybe spending 10 minutes consuming content around how to eat healthier, for example, or spending that extra bit of time actually cooking a nice healthy meal or something like that. Or of course, the big one, spending 45 minutes in the gym. So let's say you spend, I don't know, 20 minutes getting to the gym and 20 minutes home and 45 minutes in the gym. That is a commitment of time, but you need to think bigger picture and not just day to day, I don't have the time. You need to think, okay, if I spend my time doing this, how's it gonna impact my time in the future? And if you're doing things that are related to your health and that are positively related to your health, you're actually going to buy time. You're also gonna buy quality time because if you're not prioritizing your health and you're saying you don't have time, you're gonna have even fucking less of it afterwards. And that's the real reality. You might feel young, fit, healthy, and invincible right now. I've been there. And at the risk of sounding like the old man now, that first time you wake up and feel old, and this is levels, by the way, because there's going to be guys watching this maybe who are in their 40s or their 50s and going, this fucking idiot doesn't know what he's talking about. And they're right. I bow to them. I bow to them. But I'm talking now to the 30-year-olds, the 25-year-olds, the 20-year-olds. You might feel young, invincible, and on the ball now. There will be a day where that does not happen. (laughs) And the quicker you can get ahead of this stuff, the better your life will be. The other benefit of prioritizing your health and spending time prioritizing your health is that it makes you much more efficient. You do other things quicker. So you are buying back time. So do you see what I'm saying with all this? Time is a tool. It's a tool that you can be controlled by or that you can control. And you have to make a conscious choice. A lot of this stuff we're talking about is about conscientiousness. Are you making conscious choices or are you letting your subconscious control you? Are you on autopilot effectively? Okay? And time is a big one. The other thing to think about with time is leverage. This is like such a simple principle, but it's only something I really leaned into in 2023 is that you don't have to be good at everything. In fact, the chances are, if you really want to be, you know, quote unquote successful, you're far better off focusing on being good, like great at one or two things and 
leveraging other people's time for money, not for free, not like slave labor <laughs> or child labor or anything like that, but leveraging other people's time using money or using favors or whatever it might be. There's currencies, different currencies in this world. There's, you know, you could, you could say, hey, if you help me with this, I'm going to add value to your life by coaching you or helping you with this problem. So you solve this problem for me and I'm going to solve that problem for you, right? This happens a lot more in uh, where I am in Marbella. It's a very entrepreneurial community and we have lots of people who've got lots of different skill sets. And a lot more people are very, uh, they're not working for everyone else, someone else. They're working for themselves at different stages. Some of them are just starting out. Some of them are super, super successful, but their mindset is very much, you know, it's I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine, that, that kind of job. So different people are good at different things. And like, if I meet someone and they are wicked at, I don't know, running adverts or something like that online, which by the way, by the way, wow, that is stressful. <laughs> but if I sign someone, if I find someone who's amazing at that and can ideally teach me, but if not do it for me, run it for me, and in exchange, maybe they're not in the best shape or something. And I can say, hey, you know what, man, like I'm more than happy to coach you for free for you know X, Y, or Z time in exchange for this. So we're exchanging value, right? So you can create leverage in your life. You can buy back time with leverage by outsourcing tasks that you know, okay, well, I can spend the time getting good at this or I can spend the money getting someone else to do it for me. Simple as that. What are we on? 21 minutes. This is long. Hopefully that was valuable, guys. I'm going to leave it there. But do not let time be your excuse. We all have different circumstances. And I guess I'll finish with this. You're never going to be more or less busy than you are right now. In fact, the way the world's going and the way that companies are fighting more and more for our attention, I would argue that you're only going to get busier. The reality is, is that you're not getting busier, you're just getting more distracted. The algorithms on our phones, which we're spending more and more time on because our lives are more and more on them, are getting better and better at distracting us. You are never going to be less busy than you are right now. You might be looking at your calendar in a month's time now and thinking, oh, but my calendar's clear in a month. Yeah, of course it is. But in three weeks time, it'll start to fill up. And then you're not going to be, you're not going to have that time. You know, and we all hear the, the best time to start was yesterday and the second best time is now. But again, I think these statements are so true. The difference is that there's people who execute them on, on the, and there's people who don't execute on them. Lots of love, guys. I will catch you tomorrow.